the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. If you're looking for the best Chiefs coverage in Kansas City, look no further than 610 Sports Radio. It's the only station with exclusive access to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid every week, player interviews, and the Chiefs Kingdom show. Plus, tune in to hear me every Monday at 4 with CDOT and every Friday at 7.30 with Fesco in the morning. This is your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. 610 Sports Radio. Let's begin now. And happy Monday night to you all. Gorgeous night. Still feels like summer. It is a victory Monday. Depending on how you feel about it. Depends on how you're feeling today. I'm sure there's some of you that are, uh, you know, you're a little upset. Didn't like the way that the game went. Didn't like the way that the team played. I get it. Whatever you have. I think there's mixed emotions. We'll have Pete Sweeney join us in about 15 minutes. Uh, the chief editor of Arrowhead Pride. I feel like I really should have taken the time before the show to use the restroom. I feel like I really should have gone to the bathroom because it's on my mind. You mean to fill? No, I think I'll make it to 11 after. But I really feel like I should have done that before. Let's talk sports. Yeah. You know, let's let's distract you a little bit. Yeah. I hate when I do that because, like, you think you can, you think you can hold it. Right? Like when you pass the exit, you're like, ah, oh, we got it. And then you see the next sign, and your next destination is 40 miles. Yeah. And you start to think to yourself, maybe you should have stopped, but you had no courage in yourself to, to believe it. That one's always rough. And then always uh, when you're like, hey, maybe I should hit the restroom here before I go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I'm kind of running late. So, you know, I just got to get in the car. But it's a 10-minute drive. You always hit construction. Always. You always have Especially to take a Kansas. detour that doesn't work, you know. And then by the time you get there, you're already late. So then, you know. Dangerous territory. My problem is that I, what I do a lot of times, I have a 25-minute drive home, which is like a sweet spot if you got to go. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I want to get home, you, you know, whatever. That. And then you get to, like, I get to, like, uh, Null or, like, Row. Right. And I'm like, man, I should have I gone to the station. And then I'm, you know, I'm 80 and at home, hoping I don't get Officer Charlie pulling me over. Right, especially, too, when you're passing, like, you're passing a quick trip or something like that. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's an opportunity. And then you're like, no, I'll make it. I'll yeah. make it. But then you don't. I don't want to go to Quick Trip, so I'll, I'll leave with, like, a, a roller. Yeah, I'll spend way too much money. Um, I want to I wanna bring something up because we have a game to talk about, but I loved this. Galloping away. Mahomes pressured. Escaping again. Mahomes got the first down. It goes down inbounds before the touchdown that will end the game. All they have to do is take a couple of knees, and this game is done. The decision made to go man coverage on the back end. Anytime you play man coverage against Patrick Mahomes, he knows it. He knows which side you don't have help on. He goes that way. He breaks your back. He breaks your spirit, and he wins world championships, and he becomes the most valuable player in the league. End of story. He did it again. 
Thank you, Chris. Uh, that obviously was uh, audio of NBC. Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico calling the game last night. So we have a game to talk about, Nick Price. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I I talked to Pete a little bit about this, and I, I, I brought this up to other people. And, look, this probably didn't go the way that a lot of people wanted it to go. I mean, they started off the game 17-0. to That was the score. It was 17-0. Then there's that weird face mask call that's outside of the end zone. So if we want to talk about the referees, there were were bad calls on both sides. And again, this is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio, 913-586-7610. Batman, the signal's up. And I thought that this game, I I think with this team, and that's where I want to lead tonight, because we'll talk about the game all night. We'll talk about Minnesota and we'll talk about what, what people are now taking shots at Travis Kelsey with, with Taylor Swift comments. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But as long as that horse is in the, is, is in the barn, we're going to keep, we're going to keep on that horse with, with what's going on. But what I think happens most often than not with the Kansas city chiefs, and maybe you can agree or disagree is that they're so damn good. And they're so prepared week in and week out. Like they win 14 games a year. So they only lose Three times a year in the regular season, most often than not. Right. Maybe four. Maybe four. Right. Out of 17 weeks. And every time, not every time, most of the time when they win, that offense is going, that defense is playing, and the offense against the Bears looked electric, looked fantastic. Old school stuff from the Chiefs. Um, And we know the Bears are bad, right? We found that out Sunday. Very bad. Very bad team. Probably and, the worst. And I think that when you look at this team, they're so good more often than not that it's easy to be critical when it doesn't look like a well-oiled machine. When you're like, ah, oh, man, we got to pick we gotta pick this up. We got to figure this out. They're not going to be good if they don't do this. And yet they still win on the road, on prime time, against an AFC team that is Good. They just have a really bad quarterback that played out of his mind that last played night. played the best game of his career, ever, probably. Ever. I mean, he was he was dropping times. Played his best game of his career, ever. And he did it against the Chiefs, which is something else you're going to get. And the Chiefs still won. Mahomes was meh. And that team walked away with the victory. So, I think there's two things that you really got to take away from this game. Is one, you're going to get everybody's best shot. Mm-hmm. You always are. Especially when you're the reigning champs. You've got... You know, even even more talk about your team now with the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. Every team is circling you on their calendar when that schedule comes out, and they're saying, we want to be ready for that game. Uh-huh. We're going to show up for that game. And the Jets showed up last night. Yeah, You know, defensively, they forced some turnovers. Zach Wilson, outside of that fumble at the end of the game, which ultimately decided the game, was good. Like, yeah. he was a pretty good quarterback last night. So you got to know that, they're not all going to be 41 to 10. Let's clown on the bears kind of wins because there are teams out there that have good talent. The margin in the NFL is it's not like college where, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably not going to, if you're Georgia, you might get one scare and you still end up winning that game by 20 points. It's not like college. Yeah. You got a lot of talented guys out there and this defense that the jets have is damn good. It's one of the better units in all of football. But the other thing too, that really kind of, I don't know if I came to terms with it or just started thinking about it a little bit more is that we got to understand that there are different eras of this football team. And Mm. you had the Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, 5,000 yards, 50 touchdown era. Right. But back then you didn't have a defense. Mm -hmm. So you were going out and you were shooting, you know, shooting for 35 points or more every single game. And that's, that's cool. You know, that's fun. 
and you won a Super Bowl doing something like that. Mm -hmm. But now you're seeing they're spending more of their draft capital on defense. They've been building that defense up over the years, and they haven't really been putting the same kind of effort as far as draft capital into the offense. It's just it's a more balanced team than it has been in the past, and the offense isn't nearly as explosive. I know they talked about the plays over 10 yards last night, and now they're not really there very often, or at least the throws 10 plus yards down the field. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just what it is right now. You know, your best, yeah. your best target on offense outside of, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Travis Kelsey, which tight ends generally aren't going out there and running 40 yard fly routes. Right. So it's just something that you got to accept, but you got to know you came out with the win. Yeah. And I think that when you look at this team, because we're going to talk about this a little bit more uh, tonight, uh, that I think there's a lot of, and I'm, it's what I consider in-house competition, right? It's one of those things where the offense is really good. The defense is really good. And both are competing against each other to be the reason why the team succeeds. And that's something that's like extremely healthy. That's something that is, you know, what you love to see. It's like, if you ever have kids and let's say you have like two boys and they're, you know, eight and nine, and they're playing on the same team. One's a really good shooter. One's a really good point guard. Hey, you be the reason. It's all right. Signals up. Batman, you're on the air. What's up, man? Go ahead. It's the Batman. What is up? You, brother. How you? Yeah, it's the Batman. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, damn. I was, I was hoping my phone was in a, in a bat malfunction. No, the, the, bat, the, mobile, the mobile bat is, is ready to rock and roll, baby. You rock. The, the, the deal of it is, is what, what's up with the we're sitting pretty where our team is sitting pretty, you know, that defense was having a little problem with the defense ahead of the offense. I mean, none of that matters. It's scoreboards. All that matters, bro. Right now, you know, I'm ready to rock. I guess we lost. He's ready to rock. Yeah. I, you know, you gotta be ready to rock. I, I get it though. Yeah. You know, it's not about flashy wins and, when you look around this team, too, when you look at the wide receiver room, you've got uh-huh. a lot of young, unproven guys or guys that aren't super young but just haven't played a lot or haven't produced a lot in the NFL. Right. You don't have that guy that you can just – even Juju last year, you know? He was uh-huh. more proven than all of these guys combined, basically, and he's had his struggles staying on the field and all of that, but he was a guy that you knew late in the game. If you needed to force something to a guy that wasn't named Travis Kelsey, that was the guy. They don't have it right now. Now, what I did like about last night is that they turned to Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. They turned to that run Early. game. And they realized, because I think they're finally coming around on this, that, hey, if our defense is good, which our defense is good, mm-hmm. you can go out there and milk that clock, win the time of possession, and you've got a guy that can bust a run. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you might even have a better chance on Pacheco or McKinnon or one of these screen plays or something, mm-hmm. busting it up for 45 yards for a touchdown like we saw last night. Yeah. Then you do going over the top to MVS or Rasheed Rice or Sky Moore or whatever because really I don't see guys out there making those kind of plays. I mean, Rice has been pretty good. Like I, I like the progression that I've seen from mm-hmm. him, but other than that, I mean, who are you really relying on on the offense? Yeah, uh, NBC did announce that last night's game, Chiefs vs. Jets, uh, averaged 27 million viewers, making it the most watched show since the Super Bowl. Another huge night uh, for the NFL, the Chiefs, and Taylor Swift. Uh, More on last night, because you brought up the wide receivers, and I know we got to get to a break, and and James is going to get mad at me, and he gives me that look. And you might have to still pee. Yeah, I do have to go, Mm -hmm. but I've I've distracted myself a lot. Travis Kelsey led all uh, pass catchers with six, right? That's obvious it's going to happen. You know who was second interceptions? 
tied for a second. Isaiah Pacheco. Mm. Rasheed Rice had three. Kadarius Tony had two. By the way, every time Kadarius Tony gets hit, I hold my breath. Oh, yeah. And he got he hit took hard one. He twice took one last, last night. night and yet didn't get hurt, but gets hurt in a punt return at training camp. Uh, Noah Gray had the, the one catch for 34 yards in the touchdown, which I thought was nice uh, in last night's game. Solid piece. Yeah, and I think as we wrap up this conversation between what happened last night and, and a text I'm going to get to as well, but Zach Wilson last night, this is how much of an anomaly last night's game was. Zach Wilson is the only quarterback to ever have fewer interceptions and more completions, passing yards, and touchdown passes in a game <laughs> against Mahomes in college or the NFL. That's insane. So it just shows he played out of his mind. Mahomes had a bad game. Yeah. Right. Against a good defense. Sometimes that's never you, given up more than 300 yards. Sometimes you go to the golf course. You have a bad round. I didn't have a bad round today. We played a four man scramble. So it wasn't really around you. Your boy was piping it. Oh yeah. In front of NFL mm. players, which mm. is nice. Huge ego right now. Yeah. I can Huge tell. Huge sunburn. No, your head uh, is humongous. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shoulder. One of my shoulders. Yeah. Um, but that's what's crazy. So last night you think about that. You think about Zach Wilson. That man was trying to prove to his team. You know, he still couldn't win. Mahomes beat you with his legs. Like Collinsworth said, he breaks your back. He breaks your spirit. He's Patrick Mahomes. He's the MVP. He's a Super Bowl champion. And yet, you still lost. The score is 23 to 20. Wasn't the best game of the, of the season, but it's week four. And I want to get into more stuff as we get into this night. But coming up next on the other side, on After Hours, is our good friend Peter Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. It's James. It's Nick. It's Dusty. It's 610 Sports Radio, and you're listening to After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Monday night, that means that uh, Peter Sweeney, or for the kids as friends like myself we can call you Pete um boy we are uh we are right into it right it's uh Sunday night football and then Monday's here now Monday's already over and it's like it hits you in the face so uh long night but uh another win on the road against an AFC opponent so it's uh I guess you consider that a success no matter what it looks like yeah it wasn't the prettiest win and Patrick Mahomes made that clear after the game and I think that was the the telling part of the night, I, you know, you, you're not going to go through each and every game during the year and, and necessarily look dominant. But if you're able to play poorly and get the win, and the statement that stuck out was Mahomes just saying, look, if you're going to win Super Bowls, it's not always going to be pretty. you got to win ugly. And that was the definition of winning ugly, spoiling a 17 nothing lead and somehow scratching and clawing and finding a way to beat Zach Wilson and the Jets of all teams. But Hey, win's a win. Uh, even if you blow out like the Miami Dolphins, like the Buffalo Bills did, or or just skirt by against the Jets, they all counts for just the, just the one. Yeah, it's tough with a team that, and I, I I do want to talk about other you know situations that happened last night. But the one thing I think that stuck out to me is that you know a, a town like this, which is no shot at the fans or people that watch this team, but it's we're at a point where you can be like hypercritical I know that's probably not an actual term but when you've seen a team go to three Super Bowls win two and they really only lose like three games a year when it doesn't go as planned or as people like to say as scripted for your typical Chiefs performance it's easy to be critical it's like 
having the really awesome child that's good at every sport they do. And then when they don't play their best, you're like, well, you did this wrong. Whereas other people might be like, man, I'd love to go to New York and get a three point win and get out of there. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think that's reasonable, you know, this day and age for in, in the chiefs fandom, chiefs kingdom, if you want to call it that of expecting the team to show up and, and play well, it, it it's, it's interesting. I just think, Against these inferior teams, I've said it before, if the Chiefs just play clean, meaning limit the penalties, try to have no turnovers, and you can get that done, I just feel like it's it's hard for other teams to be in it. But, look, uh, covering Patrick Mahomes a long time, uh, those two picks were some of the worst throws I've ever seen him make, and it's just not common. It's not something that will happen each and every week. The Jets were fortunate to be in that position, but they were just unable to – to get it done. But yeah, look, you know, you get through four weeks, you're, you're three and one. Uh, I've been saying this and we're getting closer and closer to the chiefs defense, getting what I, I would say almost almost like a, a mid season acquisition and Charles and already looks good. I think if the offense could just look a little cleaner, more like it did against the Chicago bears, you'd be feeling just better about the high aspirations that the chiefs have, but you're right. I mean, you go into the game, kind of disappointing, but you're still able to win, and that's better than the alternative. Get to the refereeing. Um, the other thing that pops to my mind is that the Chiefs are eventually just going to be considered hated um, because they get these calls in these moments. Now, hear me out. I don't think that you can hate them because, oh, the Chiefs get every call. I think what makes people think that way, and I think that that thought is lazy, if I'm being honest, I think what makes people think that way is that when the Chiefs do get that, the thing that's frustrating is that they don't miss, right? It's like if you play darts and you're playing, let's say you're playing our boy Aaron Ladd, and you hit the metal, right, and it bounces off, and he's nice enough to be like, you know what, that's an infraction, go ahead and throw again. You're probably going to point it if you're the Chiefs. Like you're going to get some sort of mark, whether it's a triple 20 or whatever you needed, Whereas other teams, they might miss. They might, you know, hit a number that's irrelevant. That's kind of why I think that people hate this for the Chiefs. And we heard Mahomes on the drive today with Carrington. He saw him hold him, and he threw the ball over there knowing the ref was going to call it. So it's almost like it's more so fans are frustrated with the timing, not the call, because it's clearly the right call. It's just brutal timing. Yeah, I I just, I don't know. I And maybe I'm old school in this way. I I just I don't think blaming the refs in, in either direction is ever the, what they would call a winner's mentality. If you go to social media or you're on social media during the game last night, you were getting a lot of the same energy, to be fair, from Chiefs fans when the referees called what could have maybe just been a face mask outside the end zone, not leading to a mm-hmm. safety. And then a couple plays later, it was, what was it? The the it could have been a face mask on the other team. They ended up calling a phantom horse collar that extended yeah, from the front. The the Jets drive, and you had Chiefs fans complaining the other way about it. And I put this out on Twitter today, and because obviously in New York it, it's been oh the the refs gives the Chiefs any anything. If the Jets had somehow won that game, I would have been saying today no, it wasn't the phantom horse collar. It was Patrick Mahomes throwing two of the worst passes I've ever seen. Now, on the other side, if the Chiefs come out and win, and all these fans are, are, are saying, well, the refs shouldn't have given the holding call, or it should have been holding on Donovan Smith. Well, maybe if your quarterback doesn't fumble a snap, you wouldn't have to worry about whatever the referees are doing. The game is 60 minutes long, and so I, 
I've never been a fan of, of complaining about the referees on, on both sides of the ball. And you know what? Look, how many years did we watch uh, the Matt Castles and the Alex Smiths and you see Tom Brady get some of the calls because he's so good that he has earned the benefit of the doubt. I think if Aaron Rodgers had been in the game, maybe it's a little bit different for the Jets. That's just the way that it's always been in the NFL. And you're right. you got to play a perfect game uh, if you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes and the world champs. And don't don't blame the refs because I just I just think on either side of it it just is a little bit screams loser mentality to me so I I just don't like complaining about the officials. Are we in panic mode yet with the receiving group? We're four games in, a quarter of the season. Travis Kelsey leads last night, obviously with receptions. Uh, Pacheco uh, tied with the uh, the next one up, and he I mean Pacheco was the MVP of that game last night. But man. Uh, a, a zero spot for Sky Moore, uh, two for Tony. I mean, it just, I get it. Like, that's a good defense in New York. I'm not trying to take anything away from Robert right. Sala's group. That's a really good, aggressive, tough-as-nails sort of defense, like an old-school, kind of like an AFC North style of defense. But, man, I mean, somebody's got to step up and be and be that guy and, and get that. I mean, I know that. You know, Rasheed Rice is is kind of looking like that guy, but nobody's really doing it yet. Yeah, I, and look, if if you're a player trying to make your money in in the NFL and you're on the Chiefs and you're in the receiver room, what an opportunity for someone to step into that role because I don't think it exists yet. I don't think, as part of the Chiefs' offensive identity, you, you have a receiver that has stepped up in a in a big spot and said I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to fill that role of Juju Smith-Schuster, that pass catcher after Travis Kelsey. You're asking me who I think the the best candidate based upon the eye test look. It's Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. I know he had to drop, but late in that game, he just looked like that player that Juju Smith-Schuster was for Patrick and and the Chiefs last year. And I I think if you can get him going a little bit earlier, similar to how I feel about Isaiah Pacheco that we've seen the past couple games here. I think these can be viable weapons for the Chiefs. I, I would love to put Kadarius Tony in that category. You saw him flash, but just not able to always stay in the field. Rasheed Rice looks durable. He looks like he has the trust of the quarterback. And, you know, from the first round to the seventh round, uh, you're not always going to have these slam dunk hits. Maybe it's going to take Sky Moore a little bit longer to develop. Maybe it, it's not going to be there for Sky Moore. He's going to be more one of those, those gadget guys that we saw with McCall Hardman. Rice looks to me like he could be that that guy. And I I think last night was a big step, especially late in the game, where he was able to make a couple big catches. So we'll see. Uh, I don't think it's time for panic mode yet. And we are – I would have said, Dusty, this morning, back in the day, we would be one-fourth through the season. or only four-seventeenths through the season. So plenty (laughs) of time. Plenty of time to figure it out. Uh, Last one. It's uh, it's been a late night, so I'm going to let you have your time and your rest. But – I use this on Sunday, and I'm going to continue to lead with this, that there is a very, very awesome thing happening inside the four walls of that complex at One Arrowhead Drive, and that is in-house competition. And I think that when I got that definition out on Sunday, it was evidently clear at the end of the game by Travis Kelsey's antics. And from what I've seen from Diana Rossini is that, and she interviewed him and tweeted about it, that he was frustrated at the end of the game, like extremely noticeably frustrated uh, in the offensive performance. I think, Pete, we have a very awesome in-house competition between the offense and the defense of who's going to be responsible this year to win a Super Bowl. It's always been the offense, but now you have a top-five defense, and that defense saved the offense's ass last night. I mean, I know Zach Wilson just handed them the fumble, 
But the frustration in not being at your absolute best in Travis Kelsey shows me that they're trying to outshine the other side of the ball, which to me is one of the most magnificent things this possible this team could possibly have. I think you're right. I, I think that the, for the first time you're seeing, and this could be a little bit of the offense not being as good as it has been in previous years and a little bit of the defense being better than it has been in recent years, but you're seeing that each side of the ball is, is wanting to be that reason for the win. And that, you know, that's how, how you're, you become a dominant team. Definitely some areas to improve on the offensive side of the ball. Some, trying to figure out why Travis Kelsey is feeling that way. And, and again, it, this is just from being around the team and being around Travis for 10 years and just kind of knowing what t- makes him tick. I would imagine, and, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, I would imagine that he's brought a, he understands he's brought a lot of extra hoopla these past couple <laughs> weeks uh, that have gone into the game. And the last thing he would want to do is have his team flirt with a loss to a one-win team, uh, you know, especially stemming from that. Uh, I think he's been trying to go to the extra mile internally, you know, to make sure he's there early, staying late, making sure he's taking business care of business on the field, being that reliable for player for the Chiefs on the field. Uh, and they, he wants the offense to be great regardless of, of who's watching the game, let's say. And, and so I think there was a, a little bit of an extra annoyance in, in him and, and the fact that the Chiefs haven't necessarily been perfect uh, on that side, especially with all this going on. But, it, uh, again, hasn't been the fault of Travis Kelsey. It's It's been more of the offensive line that I think sometimes has struggled in, in pass blocking, certainly some separation. And, you know, last night, as you mentioned earlier, a little bit of the product of the team you're playing. Jets offense has not been that great this year, but the defense is, is where they're going to win games. And Chiefs knew that going in. Uh, struggled quite a bit uh, in the middle of the game. Uh, and we're, we're able to do just enough. So I think a lot of it goes into it, but I think that's a great point. Uh, the defense right now, it, it does feel like they're as good as the offense. Is she going to be in Minnesota? Well, that's how we know how serious it is. <laughs> one thing to, to come visit the home, it's another to mm-hmm. visit your home. Now it's are you going to go on vacation together, and that's what, that's what we're looking at in Minnesota. What do you got going on at Airhead Pride before you get off the air tonight? Yeah, airheadpride.com. Uh, we'll be keeping you updated for uh, Vikings Week. I've been trying to mention the newsletter as much as I can. If you, if you want some more nuggets from yours truly and, and some of the cast of characters at AP, uh, you can sign up for Airhead Pride Premier seven-day free trial. It's at the top of airheadpride.com. We have a monthly option, a yearly option. Uh, tomorrow, John Ledger will be joining us as he does every week to dive deeper into this film to find out what's wrong with the offense. So, We'd love the support. If not, we'll have the regular updates uh, at arrowheadpride.com, and I'll be checking in with Bob and the guys tomorrow and, and CDOT on Wednesday and then Cody and Gold on, on Friday. So looking forward to it, Dusty. All right. We'll get some sleep and, uh, you know, rest up. So good night, Peter. All right, buddy. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, you, you get your hands around the guy's neck at uh, like 15 yards downfield, they're going to call it something. If it's going to be holding or illegal contact, it's just not allowed. So I was trying to – once I saw him grab him, I, I threw it up there to give Marquez a chance, kind of knowing that the flag was going to come. So, I mean, you, you could see it. You could see it from my from my position. And, I mean, I understand 
people want to let let teams play um, and stuff like that, but you can't can't get your hands around guys' necks like that. Schmiz, what is Schmiz? Patrick Mahomes, audio via uh, the drive. Carrington Harrison and Rob Britton, always great to have those guys on uh, every Monday after a Chiefs game, 310 and 510. You get it twice, so in case you missed it, uh, you can get it double time, or if you really like to listen to it, you can hear it twice just because you like to hear it. But uh, no, so I, I, we'll get into the officiating a little bit later. Uh, bad news tonight. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm just messed up. Uh, Jamal Adams, first game back of the season. Since week one of since, last year. Of last year and ruled out for the game. Mm. I think it's a concussion. I think he took a knee from Daniel Jones it to, like to it. the dome. Yeah. I'm no doctor. But. Yeah, but I know when a guy gets hit in the head and then goes kind of to the ground, doesn't move, it's more than likely we've watched enough football. But 0-0 zero, zero in Monday Night Football, Seahawks, Giants, no implications to the Chiefs whatsoever. Right. Um, over's not looking good no. for anybody who's no. wondering. Not not good on the over. Um, but so we'll get into the officiating. That was Mahomes describing what had happened towards the end of the game. But one thing that I want to focus on, because I, I I did a lot of this, kind of dove into it really heavily, and this is what my narrative of the season is, Nick Price, and that is the in-house competition, right? I love this. I think this is what can really make this team successful right and you can do this in any sort of facet in life when you have and and i don't want people to think that you know the two sides hate each other or that you know like that there's anger now there will be you know smack talk but that's the way it is right it's and, and the best part about this is that you have a defense that is really damn good and and you have an offense that's always going to be good as long as Andy Reid's calling plays and, and drawing him up on a napkin and Mahomes is orchestrating the whole thing and and you have Travis Kelsey there as well. And I think eventually we will see um, a receiver step up as we just talked to Pete Sweeney, uh, the chief editor of Arrowhead Pride. But the in-house competition between these two sides is something that can really make this team successful in more ways than we've ever seen this team be successful because – for years and years and years, it's been Mahomes's. oh, what did he do for this team to win? Oh, he made this amazing play to Tyree Kill on fourth and nine against Baltimore. Oh, he threw it on Jet Chip Wasp in the Super Bowl. He made the 25-yard run against Philadelphia. This team last night won the game because of its defense. Yeah. Right? I know Zach Wilson was good. He wasn't good enough. That defense gave up 18 points. I'm not going to give the safety on the defense, right? I'm not like, I'm not going to give the pick six, 18 points. And they finished the first half with a sack from your boy, Chris Jones, two sacks last night for the team in total. He had one, which was at a very crucial point to wrap up the half. And then in the second half, when he fumbled, they recovered. There's been times before you've seen games where the quarterback will fumble and the defense doesn't work. They recover that ball. You know, Wharton fell on top of it. Chiefs got the ball. Mahomes ran the clock out, did the slide, did the whatever pose it was, the rapino, whatever you want to call it. More so like, I'm here, and the game is over. But when these two sides compete against each other, that makes this team a very, very tough force to stop. Definitely. And, and it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier about, you know, the two brothers that are playing with each other, but they're also playing against each other right. in the driveway. And they're making each other better because they want Correct. to be better than the other one, but they also care about the other one playing well too. Yeah. You know, so it's a similar kind of situation with this team. Now, one, one thing is we haven't seen this since Patrick Mahomes has been here. You know, it's always been on his shoulders. It's always mm-hmm. been, Hey, you got to go out there and you got to put up points and you got to kind of 
bail out the guys on the other side of the ball. But right. now, I mean, like you said, you know, the offense, you saw it last night. The offense came out. They put up 17 points right away. Defense was playing well. But by the end of the game, it took plays on both sides of the ball to really make it happen. You know, making sure that you get that fumble recovery on that muff snap and then Mahomes going out there and doing things like Mahomes does and icing the game with his legs, whether mm-hmm. it's legs or the arm, he always seems to do that. But it seems like, you know, it's something that over the course of the year and these these two sides of the ball practicing with each other and everything, that's something that you can hope for as far as, you know, we talk wide receivers stepping up and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. They're going to get that kind of tough battle in practice every single day, and that's going to make this team better as they move forward. And the thing is, is that we haven't really seen, I don't know, last week Mahomes was was classic Mahomes, 24-33, 272, three touchdowns with a quarterback rating of 127.3. Great game against a bad team. He was exactly what you needed to be, right? They mm-hmm. won 41-10. to 10. This week they won 23-20. to 20. He was 18 to 30, 60% completion rate, which is pretty low. I mean, week one was was worse because his, his receivers didn't catch the ball. But 203, one touchdown, two interceptions. That wasn't a good game for Patrick Mahomes. He was, the text line says maybe he was feeling himself too much, up 17, trying to force things, trying to, you know, maybe, you know, do it things seemed, a little it bit seemed more. a little bit, you know. A little bit more like. Some th- kind of like fadeaway throws and right. stuff that were underthrown, you know. Which is, again, when you look at this, you think about it, you can be that way when your defense is that good. Like you can make chances, you can take, you know, a few, you know, whatever it may be to try to, you know, put a team away even more like, Oh, we're up 17 to two. Okay. There's a little window that I know I can hit. I've hit before I threw an interception. All right. Threw another one that was deflected because Kelsey stopped and didn't go through. Right. So Mahomes didn't have his greatest game, but again, the defense was like, Hey, Y'all know who picked it up last night? It was us. There might not be a whiteboard in their locker room where it says, you know, D and O, right, of who gets what. But last night you're putting a tally underneath the defense because the defense was what you needed to be. The defense was exactly what you needed because your quarterback, who is normally Superman, was mortal last night. And it it kind of tailed off towards the end. Now, in the beginning, you know, Pacheco ran the ball well, ran angry, had over 100 total yards from line of scrimmage, was kind of in his hometown, so you kind of could see right, that he was, kind of you, know, you know, extra juice game. Up. Yeah. And, it, and it, was, it was good to see. But again, the in-house competition between the offense and the defense is going to make this team what it is at the end of the year because how many times have we seen in the past when the Chiefs play the Bills, DVOA numbers, you know, overall PFF numbers, whatever it may be, number three offense, number four defense. The Chiefs, are eventually now right now their offense is struggling because they don't really have an identity, but what's going to eventually happen is that offense is going to start clicking and it's going to be a top 10 offense in the league. That defense, I think already is a top five offense or a top 10 top five defense. And if you can get those two things orchestrated, nice where it's top 10 offense, top five defense, or even a top five offense, top five defense, you're going to be incredibly tough to stop when you move forward. And the best part about it is that they're not worried about who they're competing against because they're competing against each other to make the other one better. Let's also put this in perspective. And, you know, yes, the defense gave up more points last week than they have since week one, technically, you know, or really all season, because even in week one, they only give up 14 points, right? The offense didn't exactly put them in good spots. You know, the, the turnovers, the, the, uh, the safety, you know, you're not putting, you're not setting your defense up for the best position in that game. And they still yeah. only gave up 18 points in a, 
a situation where Zach Wilson was playing good football. Like their offense looked pretty decent last night, a lot better than what we've seen. And, you know, you're in a tough environment, all those kind of things that you put on there, all the pressure that's on your team, but the defense stood up. And I think it's something that, you know, be thankful for it now that you've got a defense like that, because if this was three years ago and the offense looked like this, you might be sitting at one and three. 913-586-7610. That's a Jay Southland Toast Service text line. That's also the phone line. So, you know, you want to get off a hot take or you just want to text it to us, G-Baby, we'll get for it. We'll get there to you soon there. Um, but on the other side, officiating. Oh, officiating. It was, uh, well, it wasn't great last night for both sides. There's audio from both teams. We dive into that next. James, Nick Price, Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Final segment of the 7 o'clock hour, then it's 8 o'clock hour, then it's time to go home. I'm taking my ass to bed. It's been a long day. Sure has. It's been a Monday. Or I'll get a bottle of wine. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I never know. Maybe it's a nice Merlot night. Oh, there you go. Been Pairs well with uh, Chick-fil-A nuggies. Mm, that's yeah. what that was. Uh, that's what was catered at the golf tournament. It was Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah? yeah. Nice. Yeah. The Chick-fil-A breakfast catering always slaps. Fantastic. Always great. Breakfast in general. I'm more of like nowadays like the smoothies for breakfast. Smoothies, yeah. Big time. Get a Nutribullet? Yeah. Uh, I uh, do have a bullet, but I, I tend to go to like the smoothie shop or a place down the street called rather, Enjoy. Rather it's spend good. money than, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like six bucks. That's not bad. And they have the right ingredients. Yeah. Um, text line 913-586-7610. What is the overall record of the teams that we have faced thus far? Our offense and defense should have good numbers. Dr. U. Uh, six and ten. That's six what we came ten. up with, yeah. right? Six and ten is uh, is the is the record. Not uh, great. Yeah, you lost. Yeah, I think three of those are against the Chiefs, though. Mm-hmm. So you lost twenty to twenty one. You won seventeen to nine. You won forty one to ten, and you won twenty three to twenty. The Jets have beaten Buffalo, so let's not forget about that, right? Josh Allen was terrible, and they didn't win without Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes was bad. Chiefs won. So put that in there for yourself, Doctor U. Um, you blew the Bears out. Right. Uh, Blaine Gabbert played half of the third quarter and all the fourth quarter. You did. You did your job there. You won 17 to nine on the road with a, I don't know, 60% Travis Kelsey. And the one game you lost, you lost by one because there was a dropped pass that led to a pick six. You didn't have Chris Jones and you didn't have Travis Kelsey. Right. So yeah, you can nitpick all you want. Could be Um, four and oh, right. You're three and one. You're tied for the best record in the division, AFC, that is. You're going to win. You're basically going to lock up the AFC West in four weeks because I believe you play Minnesota, Denver, Chargers, Denver. I believe that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Those are your next four games. And then the preseason's over. Then the real season starts. Right. Right. Then you go to Germany and play Miami. Um, Sauce Gardner, a little spicy last night. Receiver ran into me. It was a collision. The same thing that was happening all game. Ain't throw no flags. Uh, Pat threw the ball outside of the receiver. MC was there. He made the play. Then the ref threw the flag. Like me personally, that's like when you play basketball and one on one, and you go up to lay the ball up, and you wait to see you miss, and then say foul. Like I was, I can't believe that. Like, that was. That was just crazy because 
Like, I don't even think they threw the ball my way at me first three quarters. Then they started throwing checkdowns, and then a shot that they try to take that's not going, then they finally get bailed out by that. Fourth quarter, crunch time, like, I mean, like, that's, I don't even know what to say. A little spicy. Uh, a little spicy sauce right. there, right? Um, right? Look, man, the referees, they're calling the plays as they see them throughout the entire game. And the horse collar play that they called on the Chiefs, I didn't, I didn't think it was a good call. Right. Now, did it come at a time where the game was on the line? Not really. Could it have dictated which way the game went? It kind of was a buzzkill. Um, the face mask before he was in the end zone that mm-hmm. they called a, a safety on. That's another one of those, like, it wasn't a good call. It affected the Chiefs. Then there's a ton of people on Patrick Mahomes' run uh, that he had that a lot of people were upset because that there should have been a holding call, right? Or there should have been some sort of play that were a flag that was thrown. And you go through and you you read the tweets and you read people that have actually, like, played football and know the positions and how they're done. Not a hold. Right, he kept his hands in the center of the body, didn't get outside, didn't drag down, didn't, you know, pull any limbs down or whatever it was to, you know, cause that. And I think again, the reason that 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 people tend to to not like teams like, you know, maybe it's the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. Oh, they get every foul call. Every time Steph goes in, he gets fouled and he shoots. And, you know, at the end of the game, Clay Thompson has, you know. 14 free throws and the other team doesn't even have 10. And I think another thing that you look at is it's when they're called. And that is the toughest part of sports. That's the toughest part of sports is that it was a hold. You heard the audio from Mahomes on the drive. He saw MBS get, you know, tugged on the Jersey threw the ball over there, knowing it's essentially the same thing as a free play. That would be if, you know, there's an offsides and Mahomes snaps it and throws it deep. Just give it a chance. And when that play happened, when he saw the hold and he threw it, the first thing that goes into my mind is this is going to be similar to what we heard after the Super Bowl game when James Bradbury went nuts because he didn't believe that he held. When they show the play, the definition of a hold was definitely there. There was a handful of jersey pulling the offensive player. The refs saw it. It was a focused play at the at a, at a at a very crucial time, and they called a holding play. Did it dictate a Super Bowl? Maybe. Don't hold. That's just the name of the game. There are rules that you cannot break, and when you do, there are circumstances and consequences that come with it. The other problem that I think people hate is that when you are the Chiefs and you're that damn good and you get a second chance, you don't miss, right? It's... Maybe, and I said this with Pete, like you you play darts with somebody that's really good and you hit the metal on the board and they're like, you know what, I'm nice. I'm going to give you another chance. That's a default thing. Pick it up. If you're really good, you're like, all right, you get another dart, you hit something, you know, triple 19, triple 20, whatever it may be, bullseye, whatever you need. Same thing in golf. Hey, don't worry about that. Somebody made a noise. Go ahead and re-tee and hit another one. Okay. I might put this on the green. You know, I'm pretty good with my nine iron. And that's what happens with the Chiefs. Crucial timing and they don't miss, and they won the game, and then you can come back, and hindsight kills everybody. Well, and the thing is, too, is it's like you said, it's just about the timing. Yeah. 
if that call is in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, 10 minutes, eight minutes left in the game, we're not talking about it today. We're just talking about it because on that play, which, you know, you heard from Mahomes earlier, how he's saying he saw he hooked him, so he threw it that way. You really think Mahomes is going to throw that ball in that spot that gets picked off if it's not the case that he thinks he's going to get the flag? And I think that another part of it, too, is that, you know, it's the bad visual of you see the you see the ref kind of pull the flag out and almost mm-hmm. double clutch it. And he throws it about five yards after the play happens, you know, which in real time is a second after the play happens. I think, you know, we're all humans here. You can see that and be like, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Right. That's pretty much what happened. But you're going to get all the people on Twitter and everybody looking in this slow-mo mm-hmm. zoomed in version saying, why is he double clutching it? Why is he waiting so long? Oh, they're just waiting for the Chiefs to see if he catches it or to see if that ball gets picked off or whatever. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's just the way that it went. You can also do the same thing where the uh, the no call on what was, you know, maybe probably a hold where he's grabbing him on the inside. Uh, I think that was uh, left tackle. It mm-hmm. was on the big scramble on the yeah. third down. You know, that's been going around the internet saying, you know, how how they call sauce on the hold, but they don't call this. Right. Well, guess what? There's holding on just about every single play. There's contact on just about every single play, and they're not. They're also not always great at catching it every single time. And I don't think you want them to catch it every single time. I think you want them. There's this impossible medium of well, you want to let the boys play, but you also want to make sure that you don't miss any calls. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? It's also a tale as old as time. Like it's officiating the NFL. Drink. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's just it's one of That's those things. That's my thing. And, and and here's the thing too, Dusty is so let's say that they don't call that uh-huh. and the ball gets picked off. Are are we just assuming that the Jets would drive down the field and win that game? Uh-huh. Who's to say? You know, there's a lot more that goes into a football game than one call. There's a lot more that you can put yourself into a situation, you know, if the Jets really wanted to win that game, don't uh-huh. fall down 17 nothing. It is what it is. Uh, it's almost eight o'clock, which means we have an hour left. But we get on the other side. I want to talk about the rest of the West. We do it every week. It's the it's the Raiders, it's the Chargers, and it's the Broncos, and it's the Chiefs, and it's just them versus the rest. And then we'll move on to the AFC a little bit later on, and we'll get back into this game. Plus, I get to ask Nick Price twice in two weeks: Is she there again? This is after hours on six ten Sports Radio. This is a very serious topic. There's no music. Here we are. It's fine. That's, you know, that's how we do it. But if if you... Oh, you just wanted to play. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, you could just always do this. You know, and you play music. Now we we got you, James. That's the Deion Sanders music. Play my theme song. That's right. Do you believe now? You don't believe we're not going to talk about they, them. They, they bad, you know? 48, 41. I don't know how you can't get mad at this song. Like, this makes you just I, want to run. You know, I, I saw one of those videos of Dion where he said, play my theme music, and this came on. And I was like, man, I haven't heard that song in forever. I feel like that was like Madden 06. Probably. It's Yin Yang Twins. Yeah. Yeah. This makes me want to grind. Makes you want to go back to homecoming as an 18-year-old kid. Oh, yeah. Hopped up on something. Start no grinding. Chaperone. Start grinding. Come here, honey. Let's have some fun. That's the cool teachers group. They won't tell us to separate. True story. We used to go to these church dances when I was in uh, middle school. 
uh, Timothy Lutheran Church, and they would come in with a ruler, and they'd try to separate you. Oh, they did the ruler thing? Mm-hmm. You know how kids get horny? All the time. Not in God's house. You are not dancing that close. Damn right. And that's fine. I respect the hell out of that. Um, no, but the Chiefs are successful, 23-20. to 20. Over the Jets, um, we got to talk about this division because this division is trash. It is absolutely terrible. Uh, we always do this called the rest of the West. Uh, the Chiefs and everybody else, right? The Chiefs are 3-1. and one. They share the best record in the AFC with Baltimore, Buffalo, Miami. Am I missing anybody? Nobody Don't else is 3-1? So. Yeah. All right. So, again, we find ourselves one month out of the season. And the Chiefs are competing for that top spot, the number one seed in the AFC, which is what they're always competing for, whereas everybody else is, can we keep up with the Chiefs or can we beat the Chiefs? Uh, The Chargers yesterday played the Raiders in what was classic Chargers versus Raiders. It was closer than it should have been. I kind of dozed off during the three o'clock session, right? right? Yeah. Had to do the that wa- was a very take a nap in the afternoon yeah. kind of a slate. And I put that on. I got the red zone on the Roku, put the diffuser on, had the fan on oscillate, closed the cancellation blinds, 100% uh, partaked, oh, yeah. and uh, just just relaxed. And, and as I'm kind of coming to right out of the nap, I hear like <laughs> the broadcast is like, Mike Mc- or Josh McDaniels is in, and I'm like, Oh no, what's he doing now? And I'm looking at the score and I'm like, Oh no, the Raiders. But again, Aiden O'Connell started, not Jimmy Garoppolo due to concussion protocol. He'll be back next week. You'd assume. Um, so Raiders chargers again, the chargers are so insanely beat up, right? No, Mike Williams. Austin Eckler was out again this past week. I assume, uh, for fantasy people, I assume he'll be back, uh, this week coming forward. And, Obviously, Keenan Allen is all they have when it comes to a wide receiver. Now, Justin Herbert will find other people as he did uh, in that game against the Raiders. But Chargers are two and two, and the Raiders are now one and three. Uh, we can easily say the Raiders probably aren't beating the Chiefs this year. And I know people will be like, Dusty, 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 please, 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 please chill out. No, no, no. They were up 17 to nothing last year against the Chiefs in Kansas City, and the Chiefs still won because Travis Kelsey had four catches for 24 yards and four touchdowns. So the Raiders will, they will not beat the Chiefs this year in either game. The Raiders, they're done. They're out, right? Right. You look at the Chargers. They're two and two. They're hanging around. Um, they've got Justin Herbert, but they have Brandon Staley as a head coach. I don't trust it. At worst case scenario, you're going to split with the Chargers. But they always play tough games. And they play the Chiefs right. pretty tough. I know they play them on, I think, Thursday night in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. They'll have that uh, Thursday night football game. And they don't necessarily worry me, right? Like, I don't think they have to worry about that. So then you move on to the worst team, probably the second worst team in football, and that is the Denver Broncos. Denver looked absolutely terrible for, what, three Three quarters, quarters, basically? And then the Bears bared, right? Then the Bears just turned into the Bad News Bears. Justin Herbert was electric. I was like, this is why, you know, I played him this week in fantasy football. And then he he threw the ball backwards. And then he started to just like lose it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened to him. Like, I don't Which know what, is ha- what bad teams do. Right. And right. It, and, and it was just like, you're watching that game on like I was watching. That was like the main focus towards the witching hour, right? Like that game, Philadelphia, Washington yeah. and Tennessee and, or not Tennessee, uh, but the Rams. Indy, Indy and the Rams. Yeah. yeah. Those were like the three, two overtime games. Right. And then that shout one. out Puka Nakua, right? Oh he did it again, God. baby. He did it again. I hope Cooper cup does similar things when he comes back. If That's he, what sucks. Coop, Cooper, Cooper cups coming back. Puka Nakua, but I did see a report. I think Stafford's in concussion protocol. So who knows? Um, 
But again, Denver, done. Raiders, done. Chargers, they're hanging around. It's too early to call them out of the out of the race. I'm not calling it, but but you have a we have a full game lead over the next best team in your division. You have a two game lead over the other two. The Denver Broncos will not be able to compete with you. Like I cannot wait for this offense to play Denver's defense. Like, it's bad. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like Justin Fields lost that game for the Bears in the second in the fourth quarter. He was out there doing some like Patrick Mahomes kind of like yeah. just walking around and then, you know, a little flip in the end zone and everything like they made Justin Fields look good for a while. Right. And, and he's not very good. And then you, you go outside of the West and you look at the rest of the AFC Cincinnati's cooked and the text line Dude, says, bad. So, the text line says, seriously though, Joe Burrow's leg is going to turn into pulled pork. If the Bengals keep playing him, they would be foolish to trot him out there again. I have said this from week one. When the Bengals played their first game against against Cleveland, and it was somewhat misty, right? There was there was bad weather in Cleveland, and I watched that game after hearing all the reports from training camp, and I could tell right away. I was like, Joe Burrow's not right. Something's not right with Joe Burrow. That calf is something different. He's not you know trusting himself. You add that to that offensive line, which went and got Orlando Brown Jr. to get better. And it might be worse. Mm-hmm. And now that game's a, a week 17 game. That's New Year's Eve at three, or I think 325 is when that game is on New Year's Eve. The Bengals are one and three. And Joe Burrow's not right. Jamar Chase is out here cussing in the locker room saying, I'm open. I'm always effing open. Like, we have the audio I can play for you anytime you want. And the Bengals are not a team, to me at least this year, because of injuries and what's going on in T. Higgins with the rib injury. He came out today and said it's not as severe as people think. He'll be back. We'll see. Knocked him out of the game. I was talking to Sean Barber about that and Damon Hughes today, and I was like, rib injuries in the NFL, right? That's got to be a tricky thing. And Barber's like, man, you may not feel it during the week, and then it takes one hit to your side, and all of a sudden you're like, ow, what in the world? Well, you watch the quarterback, right? Yeah, and Kirk, Cousins. Kirk Cousins dealing with the same thing, and it was sure. like every single game it was – that one first uh, hit, and then you're like, uh, every uh, time he got hit, ouch, ouch, ouch. And we can now, I think, fully focus outside of the because I think the I think the division is is, is over. It's basically locked. It's 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 done. And I get it. You can say I'm arrogant. You can say I'm I'm looking way too far into the. But what glass. evidence have we seen in the past five years that says right. that the Chiefs aren't going to win this division again? You swept your division last year. Um, you lost one the year before. And you are severely better than everybody else in your division. You look at the AFC. Who are the three teams outside of the Chiefs? We're not giving up on, on, on Miami yet, right? They just got outplayed to the max, right, against Buffalo. Buffalo's defense was electric. I think Buffalo's defense is good. I think they just had a, they had a, 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 a what, a brain fart game against the Jets? Right. Also, you know, divisional game. Right. Those go back and forth on the road, on the road with two good teams, right? right? Two good teams. Right. And Miami, maybe a little arrogant, right? Maybe a little, little juiced up going to that game after putting a 70 spot on Denver. And then you move on to other team. Buffalo's there. Miami's there. And then there's Baltimore, which I don't know what I believe in Baltimore. I, I, I said two weeks ago that I think that the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs will play each other in the AFC championship game. And we might get Drew Locke in this game. I'm just letting you know. We might get my boy Drew in this Monday night football game. The Geno over is looking tough. And uh, now's when you take Giants money line if Geno's out. Um, oh, he's going back out there. Yeah, for now. And so you look at the, the AFC top to bottom, right? Baltimore's 
good. Buffalo and Miami, real good. Chiefs, good. South, I mean, yeah, CJ Stroud's been a great story. And it's a bunch of two and two teams. And Nico Collins, but you've already beaten the Jags and shut them down on their turf. And that's, you know, that's the most likely team to come out of there. So after four weeks, it's a four team race to the number one seed. It's mm-hmm. Buffalo, it's Miami, it's Baltimore. And I said earlier that the Chiefs season really starts when you play Miami. Because don't you play Miami, go on a bye, then play Philadelphia? Yep. So, I mean, it's that's when the season starts. And right now, and I know, Doctor, you earlier sent us a text, right, saying who have they played. It don't matter who you play. You just win games and get yourself to Germany with one loss. You get yourself to Germany with a 7-1 and record, playing the Dolphins, who will probably be 7-1 and as well, and then knock off tiebreakers. And that's when it starts. Because you, you you knock that off. Let's say you win in Germany, you're 8-1, and one, right? Then you go into the bye, which we know Andy Reid. We know his records. And then you play the top dog or one of the top dogs in the NFC, right? You play the Philadelphia Eagles in week 11. That's when the season starts. Mm-hmm. That's when... That's when that season gets real. Because right now, you play Minnesota, which we'll get into on the other side of this break. Division, 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 Miami and Germany. Well, and when you, even before the season started, when you looked at the schedule, the four best teams on that schedule that you play, Dolphins, Eagles, Bills, Bengals. Yeah. Right? And, you know, we think the Bengals are broken, but maybe by the time week 16, 17 comes around and they're actually playing on New Year's Eve, maybe they're a different team. You may not have to play your starters against Cincinnati. You might not have to. But Which is why I said from week from the minute they released that schedule, they shouldn't have had that game in week 17. No. But it's New Year's Eve. It's a hell of a draw. And there could have been a first place seed on the line. There won't be now. But again, you're going to play the Dolphins. You're going to play the Bills. Just keep beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. On the other side, we shift to Minnesota. It's the Vikings. 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours.